province and the city of Toronto have always had this successful partnership over the years um, when it comes to child care. And it seems to be going in the wrong direction. Here to talk about that more specifically, Mike Layton. He is a counselor for Ward 11, University of Rosedale. Welcome to the show, Mike. Good to have you on. Good morning. So the fate of a bunch of new child care spaces that were approved by the previous government, uh, including 3,049 in Toronto, may never get built due to the Ford government cuts. Uh, do tell. Well, essentially what's happened is this. At the end of April, without warning, the provincial government sent a letter to the city saying, yeah, you know those 50 daycares you had planned to expand or to build over the next couple of years? Yeah, we're not going to pay for them anymore. Oh, and by the way, you have until the middle of August to tell us whether or not you're going to find a way to build them uh, or we're going to cancel all the funding in the future to them. Uh, So they've given us no choice. We don't have the time in the middle of the year, in the middle of our budget, uh, to to reevaluate and find millions of dollars, uh, even if we can find the money, we need we simply need need more time to reallocate the resources. Let alone the fact that this is this is now coming entirely from the city and not from promised provincial dollars that were supposed to start to flow. Mike, it was my understanding that the province would honor the capital commitments to build the daycares. You're saying that's not the case now? No, no. What there there are 17 uh, daycares under construction. They have said we will build those. Uh, we will continue on because we have all the paperwork, like the, the shovels are in the ground practically. Uh, but it's the next 50 that we were going to build, representing about 3,000 more spots, that they have now said, you've got to come up with the money, and essentially you've got two months to find it. Uh, which just, it, it isn't fair. You don't treat another level of government that way. Of the 17 daycares that they've already started building, are those the ones that they uh, said that they, they'll... Um they will honor the capital commitments, but you have to find a way to uh, come up with the operating funds. Uh, that, that's, I, I'm not sure we have a, a, a clear picture of that yet, uh, but we do know that these next 50 daycares are really in jeopardy. And these are all across the city in every community. Uh, parents, I, I got two kids in daycare. It's a worry when you get on a list, when you're, uh, when you're, three months pregnant, and, and, and you don't know what's going to happen when your parental leave runs out. And a lot of families are in that same position. And so it really is, uh, like, we have a backlog of spots that are necessary all across the city in every community. And these are people wanting to return to work so that they can get back to paying taxes, get back to their careers, advancing their careers, and not they don't want to have to worry about what they're going to do when their, their parental leave benefits run out. Uh, we've we've got to do something for them. The previous government had made a commitment. I think this government should go down the same route and honor those commitments. Um, there are a lot of people that are saying the the provincial government has been trying to hide the uh, size of the cuts to childcare. Are you in agreement with that? Well, this, they they do it through these letters that say we're going to phase out if you don't uh, if you don't come up with the money. Uh, it it does seem to me like they're they're trying to they're they're trying to dismantle our services by stealth and rather than going out and making very clear what what the implications are and then when when the city starts to express a, a concern what the tact has been from the provincial government is to come out and say well your numbers are wrong well your numbers are wrong but they won't show you their numbers uh, so you got to start to wonder uh, what, what is really their motivation is it just trying to hide this from from people that it'll impact um, or is it really being straightforward with the, the, the communities that they purport to serve. Give us an idea of how expensive it would be for the city to run these daycares and build them. 
Well, building them, we're talking in the $20 million range. Uh, uh, the the operating cut that's also coming to childcare. Uh, we're debating one piece this this uh, at this meeting. Uh, that's these op- operating subsidies to to child cares in schools. Uh, that will immediately increase child care in those in those schools by three hundred dollars per per child. Uh, we already have, per year per child. We already have the highest cost child care in the country, and it's about to get more expensive. For sure. The, the, the school board will have no choice but to pass it on to the parents. Of course. And the, 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 the frustrating thing is, right now, the city and the school board actually have a pretty good arrangement. But if the city stops uh, funding, and it, because of the provincial cut, if the city uh, downloads that onto parents, then what we've ended up with uh, is, is parents actually paying more than the city currently pays. Uh, because if it's not the city in a in a partnership with the uh, with the province, the direct child cares will be will be automatically because of legislation charged the full market rate, and that's twice as much. So a five million dollar savings to the province and city translates into a twelve uh, a roughly twelve million dollar cost to parents. How does that work out? Math doesn't make any sense. Uh, why, why someone would try to uh, uh, to to do that to parents? According to the Toronto Star. In that April 26th memo to municipalities, uh, they, the province noted that they were spending $1.7 billion annually on licensed child care and early uh, years programs. Seems like a lot of money. We're talking about the next generation of doctor, of premier, of, uh, of engineer. We're talking about building youth into the the new the new global economy and 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 even if you don't care about us being a competitive economy later on in life everything indicates that if you want to get people set up right for life get people out of the cycle of poverty and violence that 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 often accompanies it you get them a good start as in in early childhood education why are we taking that away from this this generation? We're robbing this generation of kids, and at the same time, we're putting their parents in, in financially precarious positions, or in the case of not building the necessary spots, we're actually limiting the options for parents. Because, like, again, like, I just had a child go into, go into daycare, my second child go into daycare. We didn't know until about two months before that, that we would have a spot ready for our uh, for our toddler, and that means we had to make serious considerations to what we were going to do when the the parental benefits uh, going to my partner ran out, and what would happen in that case to us being able to pay our rent, us being able to pay the rest of our bills and childcare for uh, for for our, our older uh, our older child. Uh, so, like, it really is impacting a lot of families out there that we don't have the spots to accommodate, so the parents can just go back to work. We know that uh, Doug Ford's um, polling, uh, he is not rating very highly right now in popularity. Uh, he's already admitted that he wishes they would have handled the autism file differently. Do you think they can afford to upset parents with um, pulling back on a, a promise? Yes, the previous government made it, but for um, more child care positions and spots. Well, if you look at the pattern that this government has taken uh, to their cuts, it's been schools, it's been services to, uh, to, to families with autistic children, and it's been to child care and public health. These are the things they've chosen to, to try to, 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 to say that they're balancing the books on. I'd, 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 I'd point out that, in fact, what they've done is give, given a huge amount of, 
uh, of taken money out of the budget and done these cuts. So it's, it's not something that was necessary. We didn't need to go down this path. Uh, but this is where the, the premier has led us. And I'm not surprised he's pulling badly uh, because when you're, when you're taking it out on children, I, I think it, you, you wear it. And this is what he's doing right now. And he'll continue to wear it. We're talking with uh, Toronto City Councillor Mike Layton. Mike, when we talk about the Ford government um, and their popularity dwindling, uh, you know, there are some people that are, you know, worried about uh, what direction we're going to take. Do you uh, feel it was the right idea for the latest poll from a forum research done exclusively for the Toronto Sun is saying that, you know, Ford got one thing right. And that is that most people don't care that city council was cut back uh, to 25 members. What's the feeling in council? So, you know what, I think I'm not surprised by the number. Uh, When you talk to residents that are very engaged with city hall and that work closely with city councillors around development files, around issues with parks, around issues with social service delivery, I think you'll get a a, a different story. But that's a small number. Uh, What people want is that the city council is making decisions properly, that we're considering all the information and and all the different stakeholder voices in those decisions, and that the roads are getting repaired and the the trains are running on time. The problem is what we lost is the is is democracy like we we it, it took away voices from this chamber uh that added to the debate it allowed for more of us to deal with the problems that people are facing on a regular basis i get calls regularly about people being illegally evicted about uh people that have concerns about the services that the city is delivering and unfortunately uh when there were twice as many of us we were able to respond to those concerns faster with more attention being paid and now residents aren't getting as much face time with their city councillors. So I'm not surprised that overall a poll might, might, might suggest that because it doesn't speak to uh, specifically to the individuals that are, are reaching out to our office and trying to get support. We're doing the best we can, uh, but it's, it's certainly not the level of service that we were able to deliver uh, when, uh, when there were more city councillors and more voices to participate in the debate as well as to represent different stakeholders in the city. We have seen the Ford government walk back decisions if enough noise is made. Um, we're hearing that 3,000 new Toronto child care spaces are at risk due to the provincial cuts. Do you intend to make a lot of noise hoping that Doug Ford is going to uh, change his mind on the cuts? Well, listen, there's a, whole, there's a whole other round of cuts that are just going to increase the cost of child care. When those were announced a couple of months ago, we went up to, uh, to Doug's riding and we, we flyered child cares and spoke to parents and even just residents coming by. And they, many of them had voted for, for, for Ford uh, when, when he was running. But based on the promise that we wouldn't lose service, and that we and and that we we would continue to have a good quality of life. But people were saying quite clearly to us that this is not what they voted for, and I, I think that that means that that the calls are probably going into the premier's office. The calls are probably going into local conservative MPPs' offices, saying this is not what we voted for. You promised something else. You didn't cost it all out, but you promised something else, and you promised that uh, that services wouldn't be cut when you're making life more unaffordable for families, limiting the number of choices they have by cutting the number of, uh, of child care spaces that are expanding. You're, 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 what you're doing is you're setting our province up for failure. 
And that I, I think that message is being sent loud and clear to the uh, to the provincial government. But Mike, what the premier leans on is no, no, we're not setting anything up. The Liberal government got us into a huge debt, and we've got to get out of it. Is there any chance that the previous government overpromised on childcare? Well, I think what they what, what this government shouldn't shouldn't do is try to balance the books based on uh, the the future of our of our kids, and in this case, the direct future. Uh, i.e. tomorrow and next year, or the, what these kids are going to do and what those families and how much those families are going to have to pay. He's choosing to balance the books on the backs of children. Mike, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining it's us. My, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. That's Mike Layton, uh, counselor for Ward 11, University of Rosedale, talking about the cuts to Toronto child care.